These are the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, come unto me, all he that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and he shall find the rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. From the New Living Translation, I'll read that for you. And Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light my yoke is easy to bear and the burden that I give you is light praise the name of the Lord Jesus These are some of the most wonderful words that our Master, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has uttered from his lips. He's speaking to people who are overwhelmed and have grown weary because of the burden that they carry. And one would ask, what is the burden that I have that I need this kind of arrest? What is it in my life that burdens me so much that he is offering me this kind of arrest? Why does he want to give me his yoke? Why does he want to teach me? What is it he wants to teach me? Telling me that his yoke is easy to bear. If we understand the, far, the farmers normally put a, a yoke around the, the neck of the beast. And that yoke is burdensome. It controls them. But he's telling us that there is a yoke upon some of us individuals or all of us individuals that he wants to exchange, take that burdensome yoke and give us an easy yoke. He says he wants to teach us because he's humble and gentle at heart 
And he said, you will find rest for your souls. Now we understand that the master is talking about the burden of an individual soul. The book of Genesis chapter 3, and we can go there. Let's open our Bibles. We have read this before, but we can read it again. Genesis chapter 3 tells us of a very significant occasion in the life of humanity. The Bible tells us that God made everything that we see. Even the things that we can't see. The Bible tells us that he made man in his own image, formed him from the dust, blew in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Whether we want to believe it or not, it's a fact. And by faith, I believe so. Now, a significant occasion in the life of man, mankind, the Bible tells us Genesis chapter 3 and verse 7. After the woman was seduced by the enemy, single command that was given not to eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, this beautiful garden that God placed both Adam and Eve in. Everything was good. Life was filled with worship. Peace. It was a a pure relationship between God and mankind. And here we have now in the interest of time. The woman is seduced by the serpent. And she looked upon the tree. And saw that it was good for food. The same tree that God said you should not eat of the fruit of this tree that is in the midst of the garden. She's now seduced by the serpent. And she take, she looked, saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof. And did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. Now brothers and sisters. The Bible tells us in verse 7. That the eyes of them both were open. Something mysterious took place. 
earlier in the account of Genesis, we're told that when God created them, they were both naked and were not ashamed. Nakedness was not a shame to them. But when they ate of this fruit, immediately their eyes were opened. Something happened in their eyes. Their entire being, something happened, mysterious. And they knew that they were naked. They had the ability to perceive and understand what nakedness was before they did not have that kind of ability. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Let's imagine, brothers and sisters, that in the state that God made Adam and Eve, let's think about it. Our finite minds can't can't really comprehend it. But let's think about it. Having no knowledge, no understanding, no impulse, no, 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 no desire to steal, to lie, to kill. That was not in the mind. There was no evil inside of Adam and Eve's body or mind. But the moment they disobeyed God, something mysterious happened. The nature of them both was now corrupted. And they knew that they were both naked. They begin to try to cover up this mysterious thing. They begin to try to cover up the nakedness. Something was on the inside that was different. And the only thing that they could think of was to sew fig leaves and make a garment to cover their nakedness. The nakedness became a burden to them. The nakedness became a shame to them. But in the midst of the nakedness, the Bible said, the Lord, the voice, and he, the, the Lord God came in the midst of the garden and called out unto Adam and said unto him, where are you? Where are you? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was, and I was afraid. Brothers and sisters, Adam did not know before what it meant to be afraid. 
he, 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 this was Adam who called all the beasts of the field and named them. And God was pleased with what he named them. This was the Adam that was having a regular conversation with God. Enjoying the presence of God. And he was never afraid. But now he's hiding because something has happened to him. His body is affected. His mind is affected. Everything about him has changed. Eve is present inside his being. He's asked, who told thee that thou was naked? He said, uh, the Lord said, has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And he blamed the woman. The woman whom thou gavest to be, to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. The woman that you, God, gave me, she's the one who gave me this fruit and I ate it. Absolving all responsibility. Blaming both God and the woman. The Lord asked the woman. And the woman said, the serpent tricked me. And I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shall thou go and thus thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life and i will put enmity between thee and the woman between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel listen Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And thy conception. Before the disobedience, before the eating of this fruit, men did not know what sorrow was. There was no sorrow. There was no pain. But the Lord said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. That was not the intent of God. But because the disobedience of man, God is now telling us what will become, what our disobedience has caused. That desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And Adam, you're not going to escape either. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. And hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying. Now, let's understand. Adam is the one who got the command. He listened to the voice of his wife instead of being obedient to God. 
Now God is going to tell him what will his, his punishment be. Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. Now brothers and sisters, let's understand. God is not cursing Adam. He said, curse is the ground for thy sake. Sin allowed God to curse the very ground from which man was made. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. You're going to work the ground because brothers and sisters, let's, rem let's be reminded that God gave them the command to have dominion over, dominion over the, the earth. And they can till the soil and eat from it. But now the soil is going to produce something else. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face. Shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground? For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now we see the pain of death making its way into the life of humanity. Because you disobeyed, Adam. You're going to die. Like I told you. In the very day that you eat of it, you shall die. You'll die spiritually. And you're going to die physically. The spiritual death had already taken place. But now... He's hearing now that he's heading back to the ground from which he was taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Tell somebody, I'm just dust. Doesn't matter how much we think about ourselves, we're dust. Taken from the dust and we're going back to the dust. Doesn't matter how powerful you are in this life. You're heading back to the dust. The money won't be able to save you. Nothing can stop the process. Romans 6 and verse 23. Romans 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The end result, the pay, the salary of sin is death 
But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's turn to the Gospel of John chapter 3 and verse 16. I can read it for you, but I want everybody uh, to take your Bibles out, your laptops, if you have laptops, whatever you have, your phone, your iPad, whatever you got to turn those pages or swipe it. Let's swipe together this morning. John 3 and verse 16. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. John 3 verse 16 tells us now, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gift of God. The love that he had for a broken world. And he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now we have, brothers and sisters, a simple understanding of what the burden of humanity is. It is the sin condition. The yoke of humanity is the sin condition, the effects of sin on the life of an individual. No one, no one, absolutely no one is exempted from this condition. For we are all born and shaped in iniquity. Every person, every individual that comes in this world is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Every one of us has got a touch from what was coming from Adam, from Eve, the nature to sin. It's a burden to children, it's a burden to fathers. It's a burden to mothers. So powerful is this kind of a nature. That even those who have given are being granted, those who have been given power over the nature of sin through Jesus Christ. When they, when they, when they are married and they come together and they have children, even the children cannot escape. They are born in sin from parents who are saved. From parents who are holy. The sin condition has tainted this entire universe. And so is it brothers and sisters as we look on the book of Luke chapter 7. We are told of a day in the life of our master and savior Jesus Christ. The gift. Of life to this broken world. He's the one who uttered. Come unto me. All of you. 
were heavy laden and burdened. And I will give you rest for your weary souls. Luke tells us in the gospel of Luke chapter 7 verse 36 that one of the Pharisees desired to have Jesus to come to his house to eat with him. And these individuals were having a, a difficult time accepting Jesus. A difficult time accepting the teachings and the doctrine of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, this Pharisee, Simon, invited Jesus. And Jesus accepted the invitation. He went into the Pharisee house and sat down to meet, sat down to eat. And the Bible tells us that while he was there sitting down ready to eat as a guest, behold a woman. A woman in the city which was a sinner. The Pharisees, they were the religious authority of the day. A group of people that they believe in the laws of Moses. They believe that they sat in the seat of Moses having the authority to carry out the religious laws or the law that was given by Moses. This group of people came about between the, the period of the ending of the book of Malachi and the beginning of the book of Matthew where Matthew talks about the, gate, the angel coming to this damsel gave, um, Mary to announce that there she's going to have an immaculate conception. It's called the Maccabean um, period. And so these group of people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they sat in the seat of Moses. They invited Jesus, or Simon invited Jesus as a guest to his house. He's going to set a table before Jesus to have him eat. And he has probably some pointed question for the Lord. But while the Lord Jesus was sitting there, behold, a woman in the city considered now when they say she was a sinner. They wanted us to understand that this is no ordinary individual. She was immoral. 
Some believe she was a prostitute. Because no man can say that they don't have sin in their life. But here is a woman who is considered a sinner practicing sin. She made her way into the house of the Pharisee. And when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. It's an expensive perfume. She showed up at the house with this box of ointment simply because Jesus was there. She was not invited. But something about the presence of the Lord. She may have heard the words of the Lord Jesus. Come unto me all. Every one of you who are heavy laden, burdened, yoked up, come unto me. I will give you rest for your weary souls. And the lady came and she stood at his feet behind him, weeping. Standing behind the, our Lord Jesus, weeping and began to wash his feet with tears. We've never seen anything like this in the Gospels and Scriptures. She has not greeted Jesus. I'm not giving that account. But she came behind our master and began to cry. The tears express the condition, whether emotionally or mentally, the condition of an individual. Something inside this woman brought her to tears. She began to wipe the feet of Jesus with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet. Now, consider this, brothers, how weird this kind of a behavior action is. Luke tells us she was a sinner in the city. And she's behind the Lord Jesus. She's weeping, crying, and the tears she's using to wash the feet of Jesus. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus mean to her? What was about to, to take place? Is it that 
voice of authority that said, come unto me. All who are heavy laden, burdened in your spirit, and I will give you rest. Was she arrested by that command? But she's here in the house of the religious man, Simon, as an uninvited guest. She's behind the invited guest, washing his feet with her tears, wiping the feet with her hair. Brothers and sisters, let's understand, ladies and gentlemen, in those days, these travelers will wear sandals. They did not have, have socks like we wear today. And these fancy shoes that covered all their feet like we have today. And they wear sandals and they trod these ground that were dirt. And so it was customary when they entered the house of, or their houses, especially being a guest, First thing that takes place is that their feet has got to be washed. So, can we consider how dirty the feet of Jesus were? This woman is crying and washing the master's feet. And she's using her hair, which is the glory of the woman, to wipe Dry the feet of Jesus. Because to her, Jesus means something special. To her, Jesus must be everything. Jesus must be the answer to the burden of her soul. There are folks who are living a lifestyle that they have no pleasure in. They do it simply just to survive. They do it just to make ends meet. But they have no pleasure in doing it. Sin is a burden to humanity. Sin produces weariness both in the mind and in the body of humanity. Doesn't matter how much pleasure we achieve from sin. After a while, it begins to wear us down. After a while, you find out that it does not satisfy. She began to kiss his feet and anointed them with the ointment, the perfume. She broke it open and began to anoint the master's feet. The Bible said, now when the Pharisee which had bidden him, which invited him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. Now we understand that Simon invited the Lord, but did not consider him a prophet. He did not invite him out of curiosity. He already knew 
He knows within his heart what he believes about the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a next person, a stranger, a woman in the city who's convinced that Jesus is more than a man. Simon said in his heart. That means, brothers and sisters, he did not express it so that others around him could hear. He simply said in his heart, if this man was a prophet, he would know the kind of woman that's touching him. You know what I mean. You see something, you have thoughts about it, but you didn't express it. You've said it in your heart. You believe it. Such was Simon. And Jesus now, who Simon has not considered a prophet, answering said unto Simon, unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. Master simply means rabbi. It means that he has acknowledged that he has some authority. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed him 500 pence. 500 pieces of silver. And the other 50. 50 pieces of silver. And when they had nothing to pay, he forgave them both. They couldn't pay what they owed. They couldn't pay their debt. He frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him most. Tell me, Simon, which of these two will love the master most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast judged rightly, or thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman. He's looking at the woman now. His eyes is not on Simon. He's looking at the woman. Said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? Do you see her? Yes. I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. You didn't give me any water for my feet. But she washed, she had washed my feet with her, with tears. And wiped them with the hairs of her head. That was what was expected. Well, you who consider yourself religious. Did not even do what was customary. But this woman did it. Thou gavest me no kiss. 
as was custom to kiss the guests on the cheek as you welcomed the guests in the home. Simon, you did not even kiss me. But this woman, since the time I came in, had not ceased to kiss my feet. Giving us an understanding that this woman was still, while Jesus is talking, she's still anointing and kissing the feet of Jesus. My head with oil thou didst not anoint. Which was also a custom in the eastern side. On the eastern side. Simon, you did not even anoint my head. But this woman had anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are, are forgiven. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven. The greatest thing that we can hear or we can receive from the Lord Jesus Christ is the forgiveness of sin. The greatest words that we can hear from our master thy sins are forgiven. The sin condition, brothers and sisters. There is no answer in this world to sin outside of Jesus. Thou shalt call his name. Who? Emmanuel. Who is Emmanuel? God with us. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Jesus is the answer to the burden of the soul. Jesus is the answer to the weariness of the soul. Jesus is the answer to the frail mental condition which is, is being affected, which is caused by sin. Jesus is the only answer. No man can say, thy sin be forgiven and we are set free. Only Jesus has the power to forgive sin. The son of man has the power to grant life. The power to say, thy sins be forgiven. It cost him his very life when he went to the cross. 
Hallelujah. For when he went to the cross, my God, and said, it is finished. Man's redemption is complete. It meant, brothers and sisters, that a new life could be granted to us. Not just an ordinary life that is is found in this world. But I'm talking now about eternal life. The abundant life. The life to live in this world. And to be translated into this the next world that is to to come. Which is my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the control of our Master and Savior Jesus Christ. This woman showed up, my God Almighty, in her sinful state. This woman who was burdened, this woman who was traveling, weary in her soul. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter how we look today. But from very early, we recognize in the garden. You know, the Hebrew word for the word garment means deceit. It means to cover up. To pretend, to make someone think about, think of you who you really are not. A lot of us today, we're covered up in the different kinds of garment. But there's a burden in the soul, in your house. And when you're all alone, you're looking at the nakedness and you're so ashamed. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. When you are there facing your life. And you're looking over your life. And you're just not pleased with what's happening in your life. And there's a burden in the soul. Well, because you know it's almost time for me to head off to work. Get dressed nicely. All the fragrance here, well, combed and everything looked nice. Turn in the mirror and you make sure you look good. You come out of your room. If there's someone else living in your house, you say, how do I look? Oh, you look great. But on the inside, you know deep down, something is wrong. Head off to work and your colleagues at work, uh, they think very highly of you. as the clock ticks it's almost going home time you may head off to a party to a dinner and you feel good about it but that clock is going to tick to tell you you've got to get back to the room perhaps it's just you alone when you lay your head down on the pillow you begin to reflect on life you feel the burden of sin resting on your soul and you're weary. If I could change what's happening on the inside, if I could just flick a switch and I turn into another person, I would do it. If I could, my God Almighty, make a drawdown on my bank account, find somebody who could fix my problem. I would pay any kind of money to have this issue fixed. Uh, uh, there's something happening on the inside and I just wish I could. I did not make some of the decisions I made in the past. My whole life is messed up. We walk about 
Every day, every hour, with a burden over our shoulders, a burden in our spirit. We can't even explain what's happening on the inside. It is called the sin condition. This book tells us that the wages of sin to remain in that condition, the end thereof is death. But the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ, is life eternal. How can I get a fix? This woman whether she heard the message of Jesus somewhere along the streets. She found Jesus. I can't stay in these garments that I have. I can't cover up any longer. I can't cover up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she made her way behind Jesus into the house of Simon. Simon did not prepare anything for Jesus. But this woman was coming with worship. Hallelujah. This woman was coming because Jesus meant everything to her. This is my only hope. Everything I have, my God. Everything I ever need can be found in this man. I've never met another man like this man Christ Jesus. He's not looking anything from me. He's not trying to use me. He's not trying to profit from me. She made her way into the house of Simon. Saw where Jesus was sitting. Stopped behind Jesus. And begin to break down in tears. And as she began to cry... Her tears, hallelujah, she began to wash the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. What she was initially saying, there's got to be a change on my inside. Something has got to happen. And she began to wash the feet of Jesus. She began to kiss him. Begin to wipe it with her hair. Hallelujah. My change is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My future is in this man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that precious cologne, that precious ointment that she had, she broke it. Hallelujah. In the house of Simon who invited Jesus but did not anoint him. Anoint the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said, hallelujah, I say unto you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. Every act that she displayed was an act of love. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at her and said, your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. What I want to tell you, somebody that's sitting back in here. Hallelujah. While you find your life going around in circle, you need to encounter the man Christ Jesus. You need to see Jesus and him only. Hallelujah. Some of us, my God Almighty, hallelujah, we don't understand how much we are forgiven. And so our act, our actions to the Lord 
reflective. We love little. But this woman knew how much, how many sins she had in her life. I'm not just talking now about the broken nature that everyone has. But she was a practicing sinner. And she knew, hallelujah, the corruption that was on the inside. Hallelujah. She wasn't going to pretend to cover it up. Hallelujah. Others in the room may be looking on her. and say, I, I know her. I know her. I know her. I know her. Everybody might be saying, yes, that's the woman from the corner from the red light district. But she's not here on that kind of an occasion. She's here because she wants deliverance. Why are you here this morning? Why are you tuning in to listen to church this morning? Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody who wants to be released from the sin condition that's in your life. Hallelujah. You did not show up just to have service. You show up because you want to be delivered. The church of the living God is a place of deliverance. The church of the living God has the ability to proclaim the good news of Jesus, which grants forgiveness of sin. Simon, you did not treat me like a guest. But this woman, from the moment that I got here, she did not cease to kiss my feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking not just to a sinner in the house, but I'm talking to some folks now who your sins have been forgiven. How are you treating the master? Hallelujah. How are you, what's, what are you doing to the master? How are you expressing your love for Jesus? Hallelujah. For this woman, she was loving the Lord. Hallelujah. With everything, my God Almighty. Some may look on her and my God say, my God, that expensive ointment could have been saved. Could have sold it and given it to the poor. But this woman broke the box and begin to anoint the feet of Jesus. What you're doing, my God Almighty, with this revelation that you have. How you're treating the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Are you loving him little or much? Your actions will tell us or tell everyone, will tell him whether you believe you're forgiven of little or much. See, brothers and sisters, one of the challenges in the church is that not too many Christians believe they were so bad. We have folks who believe they are a class of sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So some folks now, their attitude tells us that Jesus didn't have to do much to save them. They're from a good family, a very notable family. But the only answer to sin 
is the blood of Jesus. Doesn't matter if it's lying. It needs the blood. If it's stealing, it needs the blood. If it's murder, it needs the blood. Everything required the blood. So it tells us that there's really no class. Every man is a sinner. Brothers and sisters. And some folks don't like when we talk like this. But we're all born in sin. And shaped in iniquity. And the greatest gift that God can offer to us. Is to forgive us of our sins. When we repent in Jesus name. Baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My God almighty. Hallelujah. You're immersed in that name. My God almighty. All the sins. From the day you were born. Are washed away. Are forgiven. The sin is removed. Because of that, we can lift our hand. Because of that, we can magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. What do you think, brothers and sisters, about the blood of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. That is able to wipe, that paid the price for sin. That paid the price, my God, for the corruption that was found in mankind. It was the blood that was spewed out. The very life of Jesus. For the life is in the blood. Hallelujah. For when he hung on the cross. My God Almighty. When he died until the sun refused to shine. And the earth shook. And the veil was rent in twain. My God Almighty. And darkness covered the very earth. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. He died so that you and I can live. He died to set us free from sin. My God. He died to make us a new creation. He died so that we can hear thy sins be forgiven. What is your action this morning? Hallelujah. Are you here to break that box this morning? Are you here to anoint him this morning? Are you here just to worship him, just to praise him this morning? For I remember how wretched I was. I remember how broken I was. I remember, hallelujah, I was about to die. But he forgave me of my sins. He made me a new creation in him. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. I'm telling somebody this morning who's tied up in a relationship that you want to get out of. I'm telling somebody this morning who just want to change in their life. I'm telling you like this woman, you've got to try Jesus. You've got to reach out and touch Jesus. He said, come unto me. He's calling you. He said, try me. Come taste and see that I am good. I'll bless you if you trust in me. Hallelujah. You don't have to live the life that you're living. You don't have to live the lie that you're living. There's hope in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's hope in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come try me. No matter who's around. Don't look on the Simon and the other guests. It's you and Jesus now. Just you and Jesus. Don't be distracted by Simon 
And all that he's doing is looking at you, being very critical of you. Hallelujah. It's just you and Jesus right now. I'm talking to somebody. Perhaps, by God Almighty, you, ha you have been saved, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you found that you have walked away from the Lord. Not remembering how much he had forgave you. And I'm telling you, you're here, you're listening this morning. Perhaps you're still attending church, but you have not really surrendered to him. Not really giving everything to him. Still holding on. Perhaps you're like the Simon, you're religious, but you're not spiritual. He's here this morning. You can take that precious ointment that you have. You can begin to break it in the presence of the Lord. You can begin to shed that tear. As you begin to feel the presence of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when we consider how much he had forgiven us of our sins. Keeps us in a spirit of brokenness. Every time you get a chance to be in the presence of the Lord like this. You begin to praise him. To worship him. Lord, if it had not been you. That's why, that's why people who are connected to the Lord cannot be proud. Because people who are proud are people who become proud don't really know how corrupt they were. Don't really understand what the Lord has done for them. But I'm in the presence of the Lord this morning. Stand I'm here only this morning. It's my moment with the Lord Jesus this morning. A moment to worship him. A moment to touch him. This woman, I can, I can just imagine leaving from where, wherever she was. Intentional. Just got to find Jesus. I got to find Jesus. I heard he's, he's been invited uh, by Simon. And he's going to be there 3 o'clock this afternoon. I got to be there. All of the plans for today canceled. Canceled. I got to see Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm not just showing up. I I'm bringing an ointment this morning. And I'm going to anoint the feet of Jesus. I got to see Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And she, whatever she had to do, she pressed her way, made her way into the house of Simon. Uh, others probably were trying to stop her. I don't know, but she made her way on the inside. I've got to see Jesus. Uh, it's just me and Jesus. What about someone who's sitting here right now? If you can make up in your mind, it's just me and Jesus today. I got to see him. I got to touch him. I got to feel his presence.
I got to connect with him. Hallelujah. I want something to take place in my being. I want that weariness that I feel. I want that burden that I feel. Lord Jesus, I want you to take it. I want to, I want to feel the burden that you want to give me. I want this yoke that I have. I want you to destroy. Take it, Lord, and give me your yoke. Since your yoke is easy, I want to learn of thee. Hallelujah. I want to know what you want to teach me, Lord. Hallelujah. It's just me and you now, Lord. Hallelujah. I can't straighten up my life, but I heard about you. I heard that you can turn things around. I heard, my God Almighty, that forgiveness is with you. I heard that life is with you, and I want to live. I don't want to die like this. I want to live. I want to try you, Jesus. And so I'm making my way into your presence. I know I'm a sinner. Hallelujah. But I heard, my God, that you came simply for sinners. Hallelujah. To set them free free i heard that you come down into the prison cells of sinners you come to break down the bars hallelujah of those prison cells my god to deliver sinners out of the prison i'm here lord i'm here i want you to touch me lord i don't want to leave like the way i came hallelujah i want a touch from you lord Hallelujah. If you believe, lift your hands where you are right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I find myself. I try to save myself. I try to deliver myself. But I find myself, my God, that gambling problem, that alcohol problem. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. That boring problem. Lord Jesus, and I can't fix it. Every time I try to get, it takes one case to get out of one case. But I find myself in the next case. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me my god almighty blot out my transgression forgive me of my sin i want to follow you lord hallelujah i hear about the anointing i've seen persons my god their lives have been changed i want to try you this morning i want you god almighty to fix me up Shaka Messiah. I want you to fix me up. I want a touch from you this morning, Lord. I was invited here, Lord. I didn't even know why I came, but I feel your presence now. Shabbosa. Touch me, Jesus. Touch me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the love of God. I want to tell you, my God, he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. My God Almighty, they hung him on that old rugged cross, pierced his hands, pierced his side. Blood was flowing from his hands. Blood was flowing from his side. Blood was flowing, hallelujah, from the thorns that was on his head. Hallelujah. Down his cheek. Hallelujah. He began to cry out in agony. But when he saw our sin, when he saw the sin condition, oh God Almighty, when he saw, hallelujah, that we could not deliver ourselves, my God Almighty, but we needed a lamb, my God, we needed a sacrifice with pure blood, my God, to pay for the sins of humanity. He stretched out on Calgary. He stretched out until he died. Utashamba. You can't walk away from the death of Jesus. You can walk away from the precious blood that was shed. You can't leave my God Almighty and give an excuse for the life of a, a precious blood. You've got to answer to the blood that was shed. It cost him his very life. 
hallelujah, to say it is finished. Hallelujah. It cost him his very life. That man can come to him freely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repent of their sins and believe by faith by God Almighty. Hallelujah. Their sins are forgiven. If you're here this morning and you believe that God, hallelujah, has called you to this great family that he's raising up, this kingdom that he's raising up, my God, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you're not saved. Perhaps you're online. My God. God Almighty, I want to let you know right where you are. I'm speaking to you right now. As you lift your hands, you begin to feel the love of God because it's everywhere. Hallelujah. The love of God permeating your heart right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For he's wounded for your transgression. He's bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. He felt the very burden that you felt. He was carrying your sorrows. Hallelujah. What you're carrying today, he carried it long long time ago my god almighty hallelujah if it were not for him you dropped dead long time but he carried it my god almighty now you can cast it upon him my god now you can have faith in him now you can believe in him my god almighty now you can say lord my god almighty i want the life that you came to give the abundant life the life that's beyond this grave the life my god almighty that when i return to the dust there's hope in the resurrection hallelujah 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 you feel the power of god permeating your heart open your mouth and begin to bless the name of the lord jesus right where you are in your bedroom begin to bless the name of jesus begin to anoint him makoto shamba with worship my god almighty begin to anoint him as the tears come down from your eyes i'm telling you jesus understood every tear that was falling from that woman's face my god almighty hallelujah the tears that washed his feet jesus knew why she was crying on the inside he understood the brokenness of the woman like he's understanding you right now no man knows the secret of your heart but the lord hallelujah who knows the secret of every man's heart he's looking on you right now your heart is an open book to him he's reading the very pages and the chapters of your life my god right now he looked back at your past my God he saw the brokenness he saw where you're coming from he saw the decisions that you made you, my God almighty hallelujah some of us are products from our environment my God almighty but it's sin sin is sin hallelujah and how shall you escape my God almighty except through Jesus Christ and he's saying now I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly open your mouth right now as you begin to praise him right where you are as you begin to lift your hands right where you are right in your bedroom kitchen bathroom wherever you are the presence of the lord is touching you right now hallelujah i command you loose in the name of jesus christ from the crown of head to the sole of your feet i command you loose to receive from him right now hallelujah open your mouth and begin to praise him begin to bless him right where you are something good is happening right now if you don't have the Holy Ghost, this is a time for you to get the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Believe God for the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless him right now. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Receive he 
the Holy Ghost. It's not hard. Believe God by faith. Receive he the Holy Ghost. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. Tell yourself today is the day. Today is the day. Hallelujah. Today is the day. I'm believing God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right where you are. My God. God can fill you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God Almighty. Open your mouth and begin to bless him right where you are. Hallelujah. I tell you because I love you. My God Almighty. The most precious words you can hear is thy sins are forgiven. My God, you need forgiveness of sin. It's found only in Jesus Christ. My God Almighty. You can't go to no box go confess. My God, to a priest who's laying down in sin my God and who needs Jesus himself you better find Jesus my God almighty take the example out of the book my God this woman did not go looking for a box to confess to she went right into the presence of Jesus and when that veil was rent in twain my God almighty the door was open there was access for humanity to God hallelujah no man cometh to the father but by me Jesus Christ I'm telling you right now the only answer is Jesus no priest can help you. No Pope can help you. No, no, my God Almighty. No Archbishop can help you. The only answer is Jesus. The only answer hallelujah is to believe on him. Hallelujah. And you find salvation. Oh, I'm a hosata. Some of you, my God Almighty, you're caught up, my God. Hallelujah. And religion. But Jesus come to give you salvation. Hallelujah. Nobody can pay your way out of purgatory. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. When where the tree fall, there shall it lie. Hallelujah. If you fall, if you die in sin, you ain't gonna see the face of Jesus. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't be with him. Nobody can pay you out of sin. If you're dying sin, you're going to reap the, 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 the wages of sin, which is death. I'm not just talking about physical death. It's eternal death, my God. But if you die righteous, you're going to see the face of Jesus. You're going to be with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the place of peace. In the place of peace and joy. Hallelujah. Come on, saints of the living God. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching something that's strange. If you're enjoying the Lord, you should be praising the Lord, Jesus. If you enjoy the gift of forgiveness of sin, you should be lifting hands and blessing the name of Jesus. For he has forgiven me of my sin. Hallelujah. 